Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of Cracked Open. Just before we get started in the actual interview with Erin Ryan, which was a super beautiful and potent activation, there is an actual activation about 48 minutes in, so you definitely want to stick around for that one. I feel the topics that we're going into in this um, in this podcast episode are really resonant with a retreat that I have held online. So if you resonate with the messages in this episode and you're really feeling the things that we are talking about around stepping into your power, stepping into your fullness, stepping into your gifts as a healer and a channel, I invite you to check out the Dance of the Dark Goddess retreat. This was a super, super, super powerful um, journey and experience that I held last year in 2023. It was last year. It was a very transformative and potent experience for all of the women going into it. In this experience, we will journey with the dark feminine, with the dark goddess, with Kalima, with this energy that we're talking about throughout this episode. There's also dragon energy present to go into the depths of yourself, to reclaim the parts of yourself that you have severed or compartmentalized, right? Um, Which you have separated from yourself. So if you feel the transmission through this episode, which you probably will, because it was super powerful and it hits you on an emotional level, I invite you to continue the work by checking out the Dance with the Dark Goddess Retreat. The link will be down below in the show notes or you can find it on my website um, or you can DM me for the info guys. So enjoy this episode. It was a pleasure to bring Erin on and I know you all are going to get so much from her and this episode. Hello, beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. Today here I have a new soul sister with me, Erin Ryan. Hey Erin, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to dive in with you today. So am I. So I actually found Erin through Facebook and as these things happen, I don't tend to add people on Facebook. So I think years ago, I don't know how long we've been sitting there as friends. You were in my friend list somehow. <laughs> and randomly the other day, it was maybe oh, about a month ago now, I see a post from Erin about a dragon. Um, it was a telegram or a money, a money telegram or something she was doing. And I just felt a pull to it. Then I fell into her vortex, started doing her work and I just have such reverence and respect for Erin because the way that we work is very similar and it's rare for me to find someone who works in the same way as me. So she is a channel from my own words. She's a channel. She's super powerful. She's super tapped in. She works with some very um, beautiful, strong energy to use her official bio. Erin is a certified Reiki master teacher, licensed acupuncturist and founder of five element dragon fire Reiki and has a master's degree in traditional medicine, Chinese medicine. She helps healers, those of a higher service become masterful healers, making six figures. And she helps already successful biz owners birth their vision into the world on a global scale by doing the inner work to prepare themselves. I think the thing that really resonated, I mean, there's a bunch of things. We're obviously from the same kind of lineage of healers, but that really resonated with your work is I've been getting into somatic work a lot, right? The meridian system and clearing and creating space in the body for our desires. So that's what really like pinged me. I was like, I need to work with this woman. And I've been having an amazing time. So to get started in your own kind of terms, we would love to hear from you how you got into all of this, because I know, I think you said you were, you have a degree, a master's degree. Yep. In Chinese medicine. So was that your first toe dip? How did you get into this? When did you discover you were this priestess? All the things. Yeah. Well, thank you. I've always been obsessed with the occult and energy work. I first started studying like the Kabbalah when I was probably 13. I studied religions. I studied Egyptians, I studied mythology, I was obsessed growing up and always sort of had this sense of 
something else. Like there was something more happening in the world. And it was right around, it was between seventh and eighth grade. That's when I first really was able to communicate with my guides. Like, and it was through great pain and suffering. Actually, I, my heart was broken. One of my brothers had made fun of me about not having any friends. And I did, I had like one friend at the time. I remember going into my room, going into bed and crying. And then I look up at my ceiling and all of a sudden it like something opened up in me and I could feel, I could feel my guides and I could speak to them and they could speak to me. And it, it completely opened up a, a totally other realm for me. And so since then, you know, let's skip, right. I ended up going through some really, really difficult times. I, you know, my mother, she uh, was an alcoholic. She ended up getting into drugs. My parents split, they broke up. She, I watched her bounce from abusive relationship to abusive relationship. We eventually became estranged. And then I ended up in this um, cult situation until I was in my early twenties. So that kind of primed me for that. So there was a lot of indoctrination. There was a lot of control. I was able to remove myself from that situation when I was in my early twenties, immediately got pregnant with my son, who's now 16. He just turned 16 on uh, January 20th. And um, so at the time I was in this really tender, speaking of cracked open place. And I was like trying to search for like, who am I, you know, as I'm pouring out all this like pain from being in the situation that I was and now a new mom and, and all of that. And I ended up getting really drawn towards Reiki. And before that, I took, uh, I think it was a cold quantum touch healing. I went into that. That was cool. But there was something about Reiki specifically that really called to me. And so I went, took my first class and it was like my hands. They just wanted to heal. They, they came online. My energy came online. My channel really came online during that time. And I ended up going to acupuncture school after I had gone, started going into Western medicine and was like, what am I doing? I don't actually want to do this. I was working at a Western medical hospital at the time. And I was in the stroke and respiratory unit in that hospital. And I was like, this is actually not what I meant to do. I am meant to go and do acupuncture. So right before I was supposed to go into nursing school, I switched and I found a, a local acupuncture school. And that's when I began working towards my master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine and my bachelor's in nutrition, which is actually Chinese herbs. So during that is when I was like, okay, I need, I'm going to start a business. And I was like, okay, what can I do? And then it was like Reiki, of course, right? Like it popped in pretty much immediately. And that's what I built my business off of. So that business really started to heal me because the people who's dropped into my world were an exact match for what I needed at the time. And so I started doing that. And within six months, I had quit both of my other jobs. And I was only doing energy work to support my family. And so that was back in 2015. So at the time of this recording, right, we're new in 2024. That was almost nine years ago now, like that. And I, so I've been doing this this entire time. And it, I've just deepened and deepened and deepened. Fast forward to 2022, I've been working with um, specifically dragon energy a lot. I got initiated into that and the dragons dropped in, you know, again, I'm a channel just like you are back. And they told me, they're like, listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to show healers how to bring the frequency of dragon fire through the meridian system and the meridian system for anybody who's listening, who's not familiar with it. It's used in acupuncture, right? I'm a licensed acupuncturist and it's their energy highways. And so we have 20 total. 12 of those are elemental and there's five elements in traditional Chinese medicine. And each of those elements corresponds to a different emotional body. So what I did is I did exactly as they said, I brought dragon fire through the meridian system and people had the most wild experiences from this like activation and healing. And then about, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, the dragon's like, okay, now you're going to create an entire school based off of this. You're going to do, and, and eventually it evolved into, currently it's nine levels. It's going to be more levels than that. And it is Reiki. It's Reiki. So it's Japanese uh, energy work. It's five uh, the five elements and the meridian system from traditional Chinese medicine. It's also dragon technology as well and elemental dragon work. So it's 
that's sort of the culmination. And that's just like one, one of the ways that I went, right. It's like one of the forks and one of the branches that I just brought you through. There's more than one, but that's the one that wanted to come through today. I feel to ask you about specifically about dragon medicine. And I know that you had a spiel and you, you want to go into talking about the year of the dragon this year. So I think that's a really good lead into that. Um, but as you were talking about, <laughs> I have very visceral reactions in my body and you were talking about, oh, it's your bubba, it's your little bubba, hi girl. Um, and I'm seeing the face of the bubba that I always hear on like the voice messages, which is really cute. <laughs> um, for those of you who aren't on video, there is now a baby on screen. So just in case you were like, what the fuck is she talking about? She's lost it. I mean, I have lost it, but um, so drag it back to dragon energy. When you were mentioning uh, the reactions that people were having, I felt a lot of energy moving through my body it is really strong energy. And I remember myself, when I first connected with dragon energy, I was almost like, this is very intense and it's like too much and it's kind of scary right now. I don't have as much of that reaction, but talk to me about the qualities of dragon energy, why one would work with dragon energy, what their intentions are. I feel like the dragons want to speak through you um, as an offering to begin with. Yeah. Thank you. No, I so appreciate that. And um, so dragons are about embodiment, right? People throw this word around a lot, but dragons show up in your world when you're actually ready to go do the thing when you're actually ready to anchor heaven on earth okay and then oh my god this is my baby dragon <laughs> um so yeah it's all about you going out and actually doing the thing you were born to do so a lot of times healers we get stuck on our heads we think, um, we think about it, we hope about it, we kind of try it a little bit here and there, but we can't fully commit to it. So dragons show up when we're ready to fully commit. And it is, it can be, I've talked to so many of my students um, who are like, the first time dragons dropped in for them, they were freaked out by it. Like, quite honestly, I have on my podcast, I have one of my students talking about it. She, I think she was in the shower or something. And a lot of channels, right? We, we, in the shower, we channel that or driving or whatever. And it was in the shower. And she was like, get away from me like it freaked her out but then they sort of kept coming back around and then she realized like oh this isn't what I thought like this is they're here to help right they're here to facilitate us and the thing about dragons is you know to be in the presence of a dragon I remember the first time I really felt them like like really truly was in their presence and it was a combination of unconditional love and raw electric power and this feeling perplexed me because up until that point I had either been in the presence of unconditional love but like especially in human form okay maybe very very loving but kind of a doormat like that energy not fully empowered yet or I had been I mean I was in a cult with people who were in their power using their power but they were abusing it and they weren't they didn't have the foundation of love right so to be in a presence of a dragon and to feel both like absolute complete was it changed my life just that just those few moments of being it was more than a few moments but that first like really like oh my gosh these things can exist in one form right and we as humans are here to embody both and it is it's it's about love and power and being able to do and have both like unapologetically so that's when I was like okay I get this. I understand. The other thing about dragons is dragons will go into the underworld with you. They are just as happy to go deep down into shadow work, down into your depths, as they are to go fly in the heavens with you, right? Well, I've worked with a lot of beings over time, uh, archangels, for instance, and archangels are more like, we'll bring you into the light, right? We're going to, we're going to inject the light into whatever, dragons are like no we're going down into the depths with you and we will burn it up and glee, like with glee anybody who works with dragons know that they're really hilarious too and they like to like mess with you so there's something in there I just want to pause for a second because as as you were talking about the piece and this is a, a me thing I know it's a me thing but I also know my audience resonates usually with what I'm going through so we're going to follow this thread <laughs> um my solar plexus was really lit up when you were saying the unconditional love and the power because I think a lot of us like you said 
have this thing of if I'm in my power that I'm not being loving or um, you know it's funny I was watching some movies with my I watch a lot of movies with my mom when I'm in Australia and every movie where there is a successful woman in her power she's a bitch right um and it's just this stereotype I don't know why that came through and it's related to money as well and I know you like to talk about money like there's this fear of I will be seen as a bitch a bad person as evil as whatever it is um and I know you said worthiness is so it's all kind of I'm seeing it (laughs) energetically all the little pieces come in of what where we're going to go with this but it's um we're afraid to step into that power to be perceived as bad or for people not to like us, right? And I know this year is a big year around power because we've just had um, that Pluto transit, right? Is Pluto? Yeah, pl- massive Pluto transit, Pluto into Aquarius, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not an astrologer. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, Pl- it's, it's Pluto into Aquarius, uh, which is for me, I am a double Aquarius, uh, moon and, and rising and Aquarius is my Saturn and it's also my rising sign. So Pluto for me is, moving into my house of identity. So it's a very big year for me around oh, 20 years cycle around worthiness and stepping into my power. And Pluto is very much about power. So I do feel these themes are all coming in dragon, you know, year of the dragon, this unworthiness piece we just mentioned, um, healers stepping into wealth because more people with money do better things for the planet. Right. So just anything that's coming out of all of that and what's coming up for you as I'm saying all this, because for me, I had quite a visceral solar plexus reaction I wanted to cry like it was like a whoa it's truth there yeah it's it's yeah exactly thank you for saying that it's because it's truth and because we have not especially as women been allowed to embody both of those qualities at once we're constantly like having to sort of pick and shove ourselves into these little like boxes and dragons do not do that but the thing to understand about the reason so many healers have an issue especially in the solar plexus i'm for years i had a problem with my solar plexus was um it's it's truly because when you're in the presence of a dragon so and my my truth is my highest self is a dragon your highest self is a dragon the thing about it is if you imagine right now a dragon dropped in right in front of us that we could see this is our mind's eye right you're going to have a reaction to that. Okay. And it's polarizing. There will be people who will run towards the dragon and go, Oh my God, you are so beautiful. Right. There's going to be people who run away. Oh my God, you are terrifying. And there's going to be people who attack it because they're afraid. Right. You're not going to see somebody like sipping their tea, ignoring the dragon in the room. It's not going to happen. So we're so scared of, first of all, becoming the abuser, right. Cause we've been abused from people who are in power, that we would rather destroy ourselves than step into that fullness and risk hurting other human beings. And that's one of the the biggest things that I see healers stop them. It stopped me for a long time. Um, but you have to understand when you do embody the dragon that you are, you are going to upset people. You are going to become more polarizing, not to shock them, not to, you know, because some people do that, not to manipulate, but just being truly who you are and stepping into your fullness. And that's very confronting. And then on top of that, being wealthy, right? On top of that, being beautiful and sexual and all of those things, it it is like, so you see, these stereotypes are born like, oh, she's bitchy. She's mean. She's high needs, right? She's over opinionated. Um, all of those kinds of things. And it's like, what if all of this is just a construct right and that's part of like the exiting the matrix kind of conversation that's what I love to do is I I essentially go in and help healers break out of it and a huge way I do that is through their business right because if your business is your I call it your ascension vehicle and if your business is here to heal you first and foremost yes it is an invitation to others to heal along with you right but if that's true The business evolves with you. The business takes care of you. It protects you. It heals you and others heal at the same time. And you have money. And when we have money, we have freedom. We have choice. We have more liberation. And it's as you said earlier, like healers, we're the ones who are going to make the choices on planet Earth that actually shift the planet, right? That are actually going to create lasting change and are going to make a difference. And it's, it's very edgy. It's a very kinky, edgy space because 
like even myself. So I'm, I'm at six figures. I've, I've been at six figures three years now, right? Even me, and you see seven figures, multi seven figure, eight figure, but I have the amount of projection onto me from other healers, from other people. It's, it's intense, which is one of the reasons I work with Dragon Medicine is because they help me to cut through that and to burn that away so that it doesn't keep me subdued and down, right? And this is part, uh, I love in these spaces to talk a little bit about the sisterhood wound as well, because like, we need to collaborate. We need to stop competing with one another and destroying one another because she has more than I do, or she's hotter than me, or she has more followers, or, oh my God, look at how amazing she is. And it needs to become, that's my sister. Like when she succeeds, I succeed, right? And we lift each other up. It's just, it's all sort of part of that. There's, um, there's something in dragon energy, which is, I think you said it, someone said it. I might've been you recently their energy is like, I'm in my power and I'm helping you to be in your power by looking at me in my power. And so that like me being in my power lifts other people up into their power rather than terrifies them. Everything you were saying in there was pinging for me. I definitely feel like we're going to do a little process soon for people through me. Like you're going to do the work on me through everyone. I think that's completely accurate. And you were bang on around this power piece and the fear of um the fear of the judgment. I think of like, if I was to truly be in all my power, because for me, my guides have been coming in for like years saying they're preparing me to be more thick skinned like a dragon because a lot of people won't like me. And that's, I mean, I already see that people get fucking triggered by me. And I think a lot of us have that not problem, but it's a natural effect is the more liberated we become, the more free, the more whatever wealthy people tend to project their shit onto us. So thank you for that. Like I, that, I feel that deeply. Um, there was something I was saying and then the train went, <laughs> I definitely want to come back and I want to facilitate a little clearing for anyone listening to this through me. I feel like maybe that will be at the end though. I think in here, this piece of, okay, so if this is the energy we're moving into this year, what do you think is going to come up for people as this surfaces? Like, what do you think themes will be coming up? Like what, what sort of work can people be doing to really harmonize with this energy and work with it? Because I know in Chinese, um, astrology is the word is really it's a year of the it's a year of the dragon right coming up yeah. in like six yeah. days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. February 10th it's the year of the wood dragon uh when I, I was reading about that and what I read was that it comes every 60 years or so so it's wow. it's kind of a big deal and things coming into the year of the dragon so yeah some themes definitely deep unworthiness is going to come up and I really want to help healers especially understand when you bump up into this upper limit, right? It's like you're dinking, your head's dinking on it, whether it's graceful or not. And we we often will go, oh, I'm feeling unworthy. It must mean I'm unworthy. No, it just means you've now hit the limit, the thing that's keeping you from taking the next step, the thing that's keeping you from expanding. And so it's really vital. And this is something I'm really passionate about is teaching people how to move through this pain, right? Because was it uh, Buddha said to live as the suffer? And I always thought that was a little bit like, come on, dude, but it's true. Like to be in a human body, we have to learn how to hold polarities. We have to be able to hold duality. And so we have to be able to process our pain in a really like um, efficient way, which is another reason that I work with dragons is because they're very efficient in this way. So unworthiness, um, all your people pleasing patterns are going to come up. All your perfectionism patterns are going to come up. A lot of times they see healers were, were accidentally inadvertently projecting two different things. Our onto money would be our, our like codependent attachments. <laughs> My baby is being a baby dragon. And then um, for anyone who can't see, she's like, I have a Soji screen behind me and she's like playing with it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is how my life is, by the way. <laughs> I just have to roll with it. And uh, so projecting codependent attachments onto money. So issues that we have with our mother, with our father, with our lovers, right? Where we are accidentally projecting it onto money, which keeps us from having the money. We're also projecting these codependencies into our businesses, which is why our business heals us. So as much as it does love on us and it protects us and all the things, the reason so many healers have a hard time making consistent money in their business is because they're also being challenged, right? So we have to learn how to move through the triggers and also hold each other and be held. This is like 
so much. So those are kind of the 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 juiciest themes that I see coming up. And the first one this year is uh, really deeply about unworthiness. So amazing that, that that resonates. Let me just feel where this wants to go because there's a lot in there. Um, When you, you were talking about the upper limit, I would like to expand on that a little bit. You mentioned, you know, it's a, I prefer to say it as like an initiation, right? So when I've come up against something that's in the way of me and my desire, it's usually an initiation to, are you going to embody the desire? Are you going to embody the next level or are you going to go back down? So if someone's facing that kind of upper limit, what are some ways that they can move through the resistance or, you know, what would you do if you were saying that you were, facing an upper limit, what would be your go-to process of I'm going to move through this now and how do I hold myself through this? And the other thing I want to say is just dropped in my mind. I would love to riff on the, the, the codependent patterns we have with money. Um, I recently have been doing some money work with you and I did your money maven course and there's a free money, I think it's called money masquerade. And it was very evident to me, everything that you just said about projecting onto money what we project into our partners or like expecting money to show up for us in the same ways that our parents have, you know, or our relationships have. And so that's a really, another really, I want to unpack that a little bit more, but let's go back to the first thing that I said, which now is, oh yeah. So what would you do? My brain guys today is like fucking it's a two, two portal yesterday. I'm, I'm all over the place. So please forgive I'm, me. But- <laughs> I feel you. And, and here in America, it is the two, two portal. Right. So I'm right there with you. So I actually, so yesterday and today, especially, I actually was getting initiated around unworthiness. So of my clients like crazy. And there's a mantra that I live by that, you know, I'm sure somebody else also made this mantra because that's just how this happens to be. But um, as far as I know, I'm the one who came up with it. But like I said, and it's um, feel it to free it without feeding it. <laughs> and it's easier said than done. But really, it's understanding that every single moment you spend allowing yourself to feel the discomfort and the pain and whatever it is that's coming through for you. In this case, we use the example of unworthiness without feeding it. Okay. So what this requires is witnessing it from a space of compassion. So you kind of are holding two spaces at one time, the witnesser and the one who's feeling it. So it's important to attune to the part of you that is feeling it to validate that part of you. Like I'm here. I see you. I feel you. It's okay that you're feeling this right now. Just because you're feeling unworthy doesn't mean it's true. It's okay, right? And pouring a lot of love onto that part of you while also not feeding it, meaning you're not gathering more evidence about why you are, are unworthy in this case, in this example. And that can be tricky because usually if you're feeling it, something happened, right? Something happened to you that made you go, oh, I am unworthy, right? And, but it's very important to be able to hold that space. And I love what you said back earlier about it being an initiation. It's absolutely an initiation. So can you hold the new frequency? Can, and when you can't hold it, it's also really important to reach out to other people who can and to work with your community and have a tribe, which is one of the reasons that I believe so much in community uh, and for all of us to kind of come together. So that's the sort of the, the main space. That's like the bedrock is, is that. And then of course I work with dragons. Of course I work with the meridian system. Um, this morning. I love I'm the way, walking. I love that you just wrote that up. Cause I was about to ask you, I've been doing a lot of like body work on myself to release uh, this and all the emotions that are coming up. And I've been doing the point under my ribs is a really big one. Cause I've had a lot of fucking too much fire, too much anger, solar plexus shit happening and my chin I, I've heard that that's just a general clearing point but what what are some points to rub for people if they've got unworthiness stuff what, what would be your points to rub yeah okay so I usually so I usually work with the meridians themselves and I go through the entirety of the meridian I bring dragon fire through but points that you could use um you could do the solar plexus which you know that's right where you would think the midline of the body you could do um right in the heart right here. That's another one. Um, for some reason, this one, it's called kidney 27. That one's coming up. So where your mm-hmm. collarbone is, it's like right in that little divot by your collarbone. Those two. Um, I'm trying to see what else is pinging for some interesting. Okay. So there's a point. It's um, if you were to take your hand like this and put it 
on the outside of your knee. So the outside, not the inside and going up like onto your thigh. Um, there's a point if you kind of come up a little bit and it's on the stomach channel for whatever reason, that one. And I can always like link this. My acupuncturist this. loved that one for me and it hurt like hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, I, I'm just asking, channeling which one. Mm -hmm. So that one, that's actually usually for like, we use it a lot for like stomach pain. So I think yeah. it's really interesting that's coming through, but um, that's another one. There is another one uh, is, so if you take three fingers on the inside of your wrist and then down there in the middle, that is another one too that you could use as well. But so like in five element dragonfly Reiki, I don't teach the points. I teach the meridians so that they can know that like, oh, this is, this is what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing anger right now. Okay. So I'm going to clear the liver meridian and maybe the gallbladder meridian. Uh, oh, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm worrying so much and I'm overthinking so much. Okay. That's the stomach and the spleen meridians. Right. So we can kind of like work in those systems based on what is coming up for you. Um, recently I started over the summer, I worked a lot with different types of dragons, including mushroom dragons, which was very cool because I didn't even know that was a thing. And they taught me, okay, there's a lot of, I guess, hidden or mostly hidden things in the body, like what the human body can do that are coming online now. And that's another thing with this year. I think you're going to see a lot of hidden, like not talents, but just capacities that we have. They showed me in the root chakra. They're like, listen, your root chakras as humans are basically like garbage compactors, like garbage disposals. They're like, you can take just like a mushroom deals with like death, decay, rotting, like rotting material, and then can use it, right? And essentially make it into fertilizer. Energetically, we can do that too. And so you can actually move a tremendous amount of density, like, like ick in your body, especially in the lower chakra system. And you can actually move it into your root chakra and then it sort of pulverizes it. And then it's immediately available as opposed to like a slower way. Maybe you send it down to Gaia, right? Like, all right, mama Gaia, here you go. You transmute it. But then that takes, what they showed me is that it takes more time. It's totally effective, but we're getting to a point where we need to move more energy more quickly. And that's the whole thing with the ascension of the planet, right? The planet's moving faster and faster and faster. So we need essentially different tools, different technology. So long story short, I was working with mushroom dragons and it was, I like forgot that I could do that. And so I was wrestling with it, wrestling with it, wrestling with it. And then as soon as I did that, it was like literally within, I would say 120 seconds. And I was able to move all of this very dense, sticky, ooey gooey energy and pulverize it immediately. And then I was like, oh, oh, duh. It's like, I remembered. It's like the snapping out of like being hypnotized. I was like, oh, duh. I'm just feeling unworthy because I'm, I'm about to go to my next level of expansion. It's fine. It's very cool. Awesome. A few things in there. Um, firstly, when you say you flush out the meridian system, would someone be able to do that if they didn't know where that meridian was? So like just with intention being like, I'm going to now flush out my liver meridian with white light, say whatever modality that they use as an action step for someone, if they don't want to be pressing their body. Yeah, they, you can, it's what I find the more it's just like any relationship. Okay. So like you and I, we don't at this point, like we totally jive, right? Like we're like, we're on the same wavelength, but like we haven't known each other for years, right? Like, so it's like that. Okay. So how deep we can go, it depends, right? On multiple factors, but like, until we've established like that deepest of the deep relationship together, it's, it's a little bit hard to go as deep as you could, which is why I mm -hmm. teach it. Right. That's why, you know, I went and got a master's degree learning about it, but yes, the, the short answer is you can absolutely start working with the meridians. Um, Donna Eden, she's one of the first energy workers. I picked up her book. I think it's called energy medicine. That was one of, I think the first book actually I read maybe on energy work. And she talks about the meridians. She loves the meridians. So there's, you can definitely start working with them right away. Um, and then for those who are like wanting to do even more, right? Like go deeper and be taught by somebody who is already doing it. That's when you can kind of explore 
different modalities. Sorry, it was uh, this little hand popping up and I forgot there was a baby there and it just scared them. It was like the weirdest fucking, it was like, why is your hand tiny? <laughs> um, oh God, that sounds beautiful. And I'm going to check that out. Thank you. Sorry to get distracted there. Um, the other thing you said in the, towards the end that pinged something for me, you were talking about the mushroom dragons and that's uh, a new thing. I've never heard of that before. And like you said, you didn't know that they existed. So my question is as a channel, right? We channel in all sorts of random things that have never existed. In fact, this morning, <laughs> I when I was in Mexico last year doing my big grid work mission, they were telling me there's a book, there's a book, there's a book. You're going to have to channel this whole book. Anyone who's been listening to my podcast knows that over the past couple of months since I've returned from Mexico, I've been going through this massive crisis of faith where I'm doubting kind of like even desiring to channel and you know wanting to renounce it. Like lots of things have been going on for me. And this morning they came through again, my guides, my higher self, my team. And they were like, it's time. The next step is you need to channel this book that we were talking to you about from the mind lineage, all this stuff, the codes that you received and you need to do this. And I had a lot of like inner stuff coming up around it. And when you mentioned the mushroom dragons, it made me think of like, how do we know, right? As a channel, <laughs> how do we trust what we're channeling and how do we, how do we know it's pure? is what I want, what the question I think I want to ask is, I mean, I have my own ways of knowing. And I, in this morning, I was like, I need to know that this is coming from love. And, and if it's not coming from love, I'm not available for it. And they were like, Beck, it's literally you in a past life. So it's coming from your fucking self. Like it's your Mayan self. Like, what, what do you mean love? Like, right. So, um, but there have been times when I've channeled some stuff and I've been a bit uncertain and it's been part of my journey as a channeler. So I know there's going to be people who resonate and I'm just curious as to what your, your process or your feedback or your journey has been around that. Cause I know we can channel some really whack, crazy shit that yeah. is like, what the, what I'm channeling mermaids now and this and that. And <laughs> I did that too. Mermaids. I, mm -hmm. when I did money maven, I mermaid met, they dropped in and I was like, mermaid, like when the dragons drop it, dragons, like I was literally like, what, like, what are you, what? So I hear you. And it, it took me years personally to develop a trust in my channel. You know, I started, like I said, pretty young being able to like communicate with the, the, you know, ascended masters and beings and, you know, our uh, entourage and team and just other, other entities. And um, one thing I can tell you that I learned very early on is if it comes from the level of the mind and not from an actual like source that is uh, credible, it will feel very different. It will feel uh, heavier. It usually is like negative. So like there's a negative energy to it or a negative message. And don't get me wrong, dragons will tell you like it is. Like they they truly will. They they do not coddle. They do not use kid, kid, kid gloves, but that's different. Being direct is very different than being negative or being that way and i remember early on getting some information because i would ask the question and then i was like oh this doesn't feel like them at all like this doesn't feel right to me um, the other reason i think i was i was really drawn to eastern medicine specifically acupuncture is when you're working with the meridians they're energy highways they're channels so when you work with dragon fire when you work with the meridian system you're clearing your channels so you have a way to also do that like you can actually go into clear your own channels out and then you know you've set the intention that you're only right you're only connecting to the beings of highest light and good and over time only those beings come and if something else does come you could just feel it like you can just sense it do you have a way that you do it because I feel like you have something yeah I mean everything you just said was I've taught exactly that <laughs> to all my people um what I'm being guided to remind people interestingly and I, I talk about this a lot right because for me I was never super galactic when I opened up to this I was very shamanic very earth-based the only being I really worked with that was a goddess or a deity was Kalima and even recently I've been like <laughs> she had to come in and reaffirm herself as like no it's pure love like it's not evil you know because I had a lot of Christian guilt and stuff coming up recently um but for me the way that I've always understood it even when I started connecting with galactic beings or um, you know, dragons or fairies or anything else was they were just fractals of source of creator of god right god like god like big g father sky like god right and for me 
whenever I get caught up in uh, like trying to give the flavor a name or a face or separate it from God, that's when things get really confusing for me. And so I always come back to, I'm just channeling source, right? And I can feel like the flavor that is going to resonate with my audience. So I'm like, I feel dragon energy because that has a certain flavor. It's a certain fractal of source. And that is going to resonate with some people. When I talk about certain alien races, people resonate with them and that's their access point to source. But for someone like me, I go straight to source. I can feel God, right? And that's that sounds very like that is people going to hate me for even saying that phrase. I know that because it's, I'm claiming a lot. I sound like Jonah fucking up, but like, I feel God, right? I feel the presence of God. I'm with God in those moments. And so I don't need a filter or a fractal to experience God through, but for other people, they can't feel God in that way. And so they need to find God through all these different ways and fractals. So that's how I would perceive it. Like whatever fractal is resonating with you and makes you connect to love that's a pretty sure sign. I just think we can get very, what happens, the potential is that we get really caught up with the identification with these fractals or I identify as a, a dragon starseed or a fucking Syrian starseed or a mermaid or whatever it is that we box ourselves in and we can't see the totality of all the things that we could be if we were connected to God because when we're connected to God, it's all the fractals. It's not just that one flavor. Um, however, I do see the, it's so important to have these different fractals and flavors because that energy serves in any moment. It's kind of like being an embodiment of the goddess or the divine feminine, right? Um, it's like in any moment, I am that flavor of the divine feminine that serves. So one day I'm the dark fucking goddess. I am hell. I am fury. I am wrath, right? Like I'm intense. I'm chaos. The next minute I'm the mother. I am fertility. I'm nurturing. I'm love, right? I'm the lover. I'm the mystic. I'm all these different faces within the same person. And it's like what face serves in the moment, what fractal of source serves in the moment. And that's why I feel these different energies come through. And so for me, when something random comes through, that's like, I've never experienced that before. Firstly, I question the shit out of it. Anyone on this podcast will know I question everything. I even question sometimes, am I channeling God? I don't fucking, right? So I go through this a lot. And I think a lot of us who are here to speak truth, we have to go through this process because it makes us a really discerning channel and it makes us humble and it makes us pure and clear, right? We have to go through this process of questioning everything all the time. And I think a channel that doesn't question what am I channeling is questionable. Like that's worrying to me, not fucking questioning what you're channeling and is this pure? So that's it. I definitely question. And I did that with the dragons for a long time. I was like, this is intense. I don't like it. It's full on, get the fuck out of my space. And then there was this moment where I experienced dragon energy and it was pure love. And I was like, holy shit. And it was also my own power that they were mirroring to me that was triggering for me. It was like me and all my power. And I didn't like that. And the fieriness of it and the, you know, fire is destructive. Although it's, it's kind of like similar energy to Kali. It's destruction for creation. Like it's pure. I'm ranting and, and riffing, but I, you look like you might have something to say on everything that I just offered, but. Oh yeah. You said so many amazing things. I love what you said about source. And it's, so I, I actually, I could say so many things, but I'm going to, I'm going to go here because it just feels really good. Okay. So I too, you said earlier, like you are very shamanic, you work with, you know, Malagaya. I also do. And I've been, had a tremendous amount of communion with her, especially since 2023, no, 2022, sorry. So right around the same time that the dragon strongly dropped in, so did Mama Gaia again. And I, I went through this initiation and she sort of showed me, she's like human beings, especially spiritual human beings, we sort of need five connection points. One is God, right? You said Big G, Father Sky. The other, Mama Gaia. The third is our highest self, which is sort of like highest self, highest heart. Um, I actually will even add in like a room as well especially as women like a room space so, uh dragons have what are called heart rooms the fourth is safe human beings so this is community this is tribe and the fifth would be ascended masters and beings and that's <laughs> exactly what you were saying yes baby dragon <laughs> um it's just like they act as a bridge but it is it's all source we're all one and it's really you were i agree with you it's so important to remember that at the end of the day because people can get really attached I think this is exactly what you were saying so I'm just sort of validating that I completely agree they can get attached to different identities or ways of being and it's just it's all what is going to connect you to that energy in the moment so that you can connect back to yourself and that's the thing the dragons show me too they're like listen like 
you know, yes, we're hanging around you in this form. And, and they've, they've shown me that too. A lot of times they're like, this is the form we take because this is the form that you all like can identify with. But we have many forms. We have many shapes, right? Like we, we come, it's exactly what you said, in whatever form you need. Whoa, I feel that. I don't know, like that just washed and it felt really, I felt emotion as you were saying that. So that's important. Like, I feel like people are, there's someone in there or it could even be me like pushing it away being like, ah, it's too it's scary, this big fucking scaly thing. And it's like, it's the energy of it that you want to feel. It's not the visual or the perception or whatever it is. The same as Kalima. We're going to talk about her again because recently I had to, like I said, really fucking question hold on a minute. <laughs> like what? I know you've like liberated me, but also am I just praying to a false fucking God? Like, and the face, her energy is scary. It's intense. Like it's full on. Um, if you've not really accepted those parts of yourself. Right. So it's just, yeah. Anyway, I'm just riffing on that. It came through. Well, there's such a, a connection between Kali and the dragons. So mm-hmm. I asked Kali Ma, I was like, this is in 2020. And this is right before I found the dragons. I was like, I am so sick of this like please come in burn it all down like burn it burn a hole through this and show me what I'm missing here and that's when I found um one of my mentors and she actually worked with dragons I didn't go to her to work with dragons I went to her for my other stuff not realizing that I was going to be initiated into working with dragons she activated me um just by working with her so I think there is definitely a connection between Kali Ma and the dragons. And one of the things I love to talk about with Kali Ma and Af- actually Aphrodite, you know, the goddess of love and beauty is, so Kali Ma, yeah, she's the goddess of death and destruction, but she's also the goddess of compassion, mm-hmm. but that was severed from her, right? She's the most compassionate of all. And Aphrodite, right, is the goddess of love and beauty, but she's actually also the goddess of war but they severed that from her. So we have sort of the light feminine and I've chills and the dark yeah, feminine. Yeah, whoa, so, I feel that. Yeah, like my whole body is like covered in chills right now. So we, our work, like the priestesses, the priestess path is to become whole again and to go into sacred union first within ourselves and then with others. And so I too have questioned it. Like I teach dragon medicine and every once in a while, I'll still be like, are you guys like demons? <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, I mean, they're like, listen, if we are like, like, of course they're not, but they're like, people will call us demon because we we, it's exactly what you said. Like, they reflect back that power and that love, and if we're not ready to receive it, we're not ready to be in our power and our love, then we don't know how to, and so we reject it, and so we reject them. And I think, you know, I was so drawn to traditional Chinese medicine to Eastern medicine, Japanese energy work, because they, you know, if you look at dragon medicine throughout the world, it's very auspicious. Like they, they favorably look on dragons. Whereas you look at other, you know, different religions and things or just different cultures. They don't, they demonize them. And what were we talking about earlier today about a woman in her power? Like when they're depicted, they're depicted like they're demonic and that they're evil, but it's just, they're not, controllable anymore they can't be controlled and so that's what we're here to do oh so much is coming through I also nearly started fucking bawling my eyes out when that bit about Aphrodite and the the separation of like our parts have been fucking separated because all of them together is too much it's like it's too much it's too much it's too much so it was coming through for me like this I feel like we need to do a process (laughs) I feel like now is the time we've worked up to it um it feels linked to this fear of like stepping into our allness because it's like if we were to step into all of our allness we would be hated (laughs) we would be cast out we would be rejected right so something around the allness of the too much and definitely the power the power piece but I'm gonna let you go ahead and you're a channel and you're also very gifted so I feel like I'm an open vessel for this to happen through me I'm probably gonna fucking cry my eyes out but let's move this energy and anyone who's listening can get um will have the effect of this So for anyone that wants to receive this healing, just say, yes, I consent. If you don't want to, that's fine. You don't need to. You can just skip the next little bit because that will be the healing. Um, So all you need to do is have a willingness and be open to receive this and you will. Okay. So what's coming through is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to surround you and everyone who's listening in Metatron's cube. Okay. So Metatron's cube, it creates this really beautiful uh, sacred space. I'm going to call in the deep blue dragons into your space, into my space, into everyone who's watching or listening as well. And 
Deep Blue Dragons are experts at clearing physical spaces. So you will see them, you might be able to see them and that's okay if you can't, but you might be able to feel them. To the left, to the right, to the front, to the back, below you, below you, and all of the spaces in between, swirling around. And anyone listening, if you can, you're not in your car right now, you can close your eyes if that feels good, if that feels natural to you. Start to open yourself up. If you need a little bit of softening, you can take your palms and expose them, palms up. So when you expose the yin meridians, the inside meridians of the body, it helps you to receive. And we're going to go straight into the throat chakra now. And we're just going to place a blue light there. So blue sapphire light. We have a um, blue sapphire crystalline dragon energy coming in. And it's, it's really, really wanting to create a safe. It's saying safe haven in the throat chakra. So this is going to help when you're all speaking your truth, when you are becoming fully expressed. It's going to do a couple things. It's going to amplify the energy. So when you're speaking truth, when you're speaking from your heart, it will amplify and it will also act as um, a filtration device. Uh, what I'm seeing is a collar around a lot of everyone's neck. So it's, we're going to take away the collar now. And it's as simple as that. So those of you who are open to that, any collar around your throat chakra, keeping you from communicating with you exactly what you were meant to say, to be, to see, it's going to fall away now. There's a lot of diamond energy coming in today. That's really interesting. So I'm going to place a white diamond at the third eye between the eyebrows. So I do, I work with a lot of white diamond dragons, so I don't talk about it much. So I think it's really special that they're coming in right now. The white diamond path, this is a path of um, extreme pain and suffering and pressure. So if you think about the way that a diamond is formed in the earth, it's like carbon over an incredibly long period of time forms the diamond, the hardest substance on earth. And so we are in a process of excavating these ourselves as diamonds. You, you have been forged. You are done with that now. And so now it is about coming into the light, like coming back out of the earth so that you can shine, so that you can sparkle. So this white diamond light in everyone's third eye is going to help to facilitate that process so that you can step into the goddess that you truly are. There's a lot of goddess energy. This is around worthiness. So if you truly respected yourself like the goddess that you already are, if you truly respect your path, if you truly respect your channel, if you truly respect your gift, and you truly respect your own way of being and doing and choosing, then all of this will become much easier. They're showing me that right now. Um, you're gonna go deep into the, the third chakra as well. So that's the solar plexus. And we're going to use citrine. So citrine, interesting, in the solar plexus now, which is going to energetically help everyone to hold your power. And it's not even, we're all all powerful all the time. It's about empowerment. It's about using your power and not fearing that. I'm going to clear the pericardium meridian with dragon fire. So it's going to go down the inside of the arms and it's going to exit out through the middle finger for all of you. The pericardium in Eastern medicine, it is the bodyguard of the heart. Okay, so it's the protector. So we're doing two things. We're clearing it so that your, all of your de-armoring can happen. So we armor up our heart. So we actually need our heart spaces open. We're going to open it up and let go and also deeply nourish it so that you have two things happening. Defensiveness, defenses lower, ones that you no longer need. And also we're going to nourish it so that you have 
proper boundaries in place and that you know the difference between the two. I'm really excited because we're going to do a pericardium and heart meridian hookup. And these two are really important. So they're both considered yin or feminine meridians of the body. But amongst them, the pericardium is known as, would be more masculine of the two. And so when we hook up the pericardium to the heart, the heart can open. The heart closes down when it doesn't feel like it's being protected properly. So if the, the masculine element of the feminine pericardium is not doing its job. So we're going to actually write this relationship right now. For those of you who are open to that, it's automatic. All you have to do is be willing to allow this process right now. And first, I'm going to clear the heart meridian out with dragon fire. It's Kuan Yin's pink dragon. So Kuan Yin is the Chinese goddess of compassion. And her pink dragon, pink is the color of self-love. So this is all done from a space of self-love, self-nurturing, self-honoring. And we're just clearing the heart meridian out right now. So just stay in a receptive state. We're just allowing that. I'm also going to clear um, the stomach meridian. I was asking to, that's worry overthinking. You clear the urinary bladder meridian, that's fear. That's the longest meridian in the body. So we're going to let go of fear right now. And that is a blue water dragon. So it's like liquid blue energy. And it goes down your back, on the outside of your legs, down on the outside of your feet. And I'll check back in on the heart meridian. Okay, perfect. So the heart meridian now has like a pink lotus, the heart in the heart space. And then we've got the pericardium and we're just going to link them up now. Beautiful. And I'm just hanging energy back and forth between these two meridians to both clear it out and to more deeply connect them. So again, what this is gonna do is it's gonna help your heart space open up so it can remain open your heart alchemist but um, the pericardium is what allows the heart to open because it's in a balanced state with it beautiful i'm going to drop in the heartbeat of gaia now into your, all of your bodies your nervous system your auric field and your heart space so what this does is it helps when we our nervous systems are dysregulated to co-regulate with the heartbeat of Gaia. So her heartbeat, her drum, it's like a drum. And it's just, uh, the bigger the organism, the slower the heartbeat. And then we're gonna sort of finish this activation and healing out by connecting. So I invite you to place your palms and face to the sky and say, I connect to God, God connects to me. So I connect to God, God connects to me. And placing your hands down towards the earth, your face towards the earth, I connect to Gaia, Gaia connects to me. So again, I connect to Gaia, Gaia connects to me. Placing your hand on your heart, both hands. I connect my highest self. My highest self connects to me. I connect to my highest self. My highest self connects to me. And then you can say, I slow down to the heartbeat of Gaia now. So I slow down. The heartbeat of Gaia. I'm going to ourselves to each other, Mama Gaia, 
the Father Sky, the highest self, just giving gratitude for being here, for receiving this medicine. And then you can kind of start to come back to your body. Over the finger, fingers and toes. Take deep breath. Open your eyes and come back. Wow, that was super powerful. I'm like, shit is spinning. <laughs> so thank you for thank you for that. That was beautiful. Um, the diamond, the diamond light, the diamond energy really interesting i associate that with like christ energy like christ light christ consciousness that really like i really resonated with that part my whole body was like whoa it doesn't need to be hard <laughs> so yeah thank you thank you for that oh just taking a beat to come back down um yeah so if you connected with that and you connected with erin's medicine definitely go check her out there's some amazing offerings she's got up um and I can re recommend all of them, but for anyone who is looking for you, to find you, to connect with you, to work with you, how can they do that, Erin? Yeah, well, there's my website, fiveelementdragonfirereiki.com or crystallakereiki.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You can find me there under, you know, Erin Ryan, my profile. And my email is crystallake.reiki at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'm going to put these links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. It's been such a powerful episode. I'm excited to release this one. I'm excited for trusting my intuition and bringing you on. I feel like I need to go have a sleep after that because it was big stuff. Um, and I'm excited to continue working with you because yeah, it's exciting for me to find someone who's like very similar to me, but the expanded version of a little bit further down. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here to all the listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul. <laughs>